Hey guys, Finn here from the Grounded Masculine Podcast and I'm super stoked to have my good friend Pav Nikolov from Man With Purpose on today's episode. So this was an awesome conversation where we dove into the importance of connection and brotherhood for men in today's society because this is one of the big missing links for so, so many men. Being able to drop into a space where they feel safe and comfortable to be able to share what is actually truly going on for them and the power that comes from this vulnerability. One of the other things that we spoke into as well was how there is such a lack of initiation for boys and men as well and the effects that this have on society. And one of the things that's so, so important is like what we can do to start bringing in more of this initiation process or this rites of passage to start creating healthy relationships for men as a whole. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. And if you find this been really beneficial, please feel free to share it on your socials or recommend it to friends. And as well as that, like please post a review as well, which helps boost the ratings. So if you have any questions or anything at all, feel free to reach out to myself or Pav as well. All the information is in the show notes. And have a beautiful day. Welcome to the Grand Masculine Podcast with me, your host, Finn McKenna Fox. I'm here on a mission to transform the everyday man into a confident leader so they can show up in their truth and in their power for themselves, for their families, in their career and for the collective as a whole. I'm super excited to be able to share conscious conversations with some good friends and awesome guest experts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to continuing this journey together. Cool. And welcome to another episode of the Granite Masculine Podcast. I'm really stoked to have Brother Pav on today's show. Um, we first met it was quite a while ago um, through the beauty of social media and Instagram. Um, I just like love following the journey that he's on. And um, I was lucky enough to be a guest in his podcast, which we had an absolutely epic conversation. I think it could have been done for many hours where the way we started off with it. So yeah, like I was really, really excited to get you back on and kind of flip flip the changes, the seats around and get you on to my podcast. So welcome, Pav. Thank you, brother, man. Pleasure to be here. And yeah, it is a little bit, I was kind of telling you before we started, it's a little bit weird to be on, on the other side where I'm being asked the questions, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure I can use a bit of a change. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So to get started off with it, before we go into like a little bit more of your story or and kind of go into what we're going to be speaking about, like one of the first questions I'd like to start off with is what does being grounded mean to you? Mm, good question. Um, for, for me, really is about being present mm. and being present in the body. Um, yesterday I was kind of giving a, an example of my girlfriend, how right now I feel a little bit not grounded. Like the way I see it is you kind of have an image, a very grounded HD image of yourself. And then slowly but surely you have like other versions of the, of the image that are a little bit blurrier, that not as sharp, not as crisp. And that's how I'm feeling in, in the sense that, uh, maybe the groundedness is the, the groundedness is, is I know it is I, I understand it and I feel it isn't quite there so I need to kind of make mm -hmm. some steps to get back into that yeah so awesome. that's kind of the, the the metaphor the the analogy that I can give yeah so good and that's it like it's 
I guess one of the things we always strive to be is grounded and as present as much as we can, but life is continuously throwing curveballs at us. Like, I you know we were talking and sharing some of our own stuff that's been happening over the last little while, but it's like, that's, it's, I think that's for me, that's the beauty in it because when we are challenged with all of these things, it allows us to put all of those stuff that we've been learning and working on ourselves into actual practice. And it's one of the things I talk about is like, when things are going easy, like you're in the training ground, but whenever shit hits the fan, that's when it actually, like doing the work actually really kicks in. Mm, there we go. Beautifully put, beautifully put. I think I might kind of steal this from you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like practice what you preach, man. Um, mm. You know, g- getting into this work isn't just about, you know, regurgitating conversations. really have to live that. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, share a bit about yourself. Like, what got you into the space of men's work? Mm-hmm. So, that, that's all of this. I'll kind of give the shorter version. All of this kind of started maybe 11 years ago. I'm originally from Bulgaria. Um, at the time, I've dropped out of university, complete 180 change of my life. I went to, to London to, uh, to pursue a better life or a better career, if, if, if you want to call it. Shortly after, I met a girl, I uh, fell in love, and then I kind of realized, and I couldn't really verbalize it at the time, but you, you kind of feel like, wow, I'm, I'm a boy right now because the the, the woman was a little bit um, older, I think two or three years, um, and I was just like, wow, she, she's been with a partner, it's been, uh, it's, been it's, uh, very, it's a lot older than both me and her, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, wow, what am I? What am I supposed to do? I'm feeling that I'm a boy right now, and it's very difficult for me to offer things apart from, you know, kind of the, the basics, if you will. And um, I kind of went to Google and I started typing in what is it like to be an alpha male, how to keep a, how to keep a woman in your life, and that took a journey on its own. Um, initially, it was more so. This is like probably ten or eleven years ago. Um, Everything was like about how to be the alpha male, a little bit of into this kind of pickup community, which it, it didn't really resonate. For me, it was more about, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, it was more about becoming a better man. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't really have that many, that many grounded men or men who are kind of doing this work. And, and I've always wanted it. I've always wanted kind of a mentor. Um, so I, I guess maybe that there was life's way of saying you have to kind of grow into that for, for being um, being yourself yeah for being yourself a mentor so um yeah i think that that kind of led me onto a whole journey of spiritual personal development um went through a lot of trainings and workshops and it wasn't probably until three years now just over three years um that i Oh wow! There's a field called men uh, men's work, and what is this all about? And everything that's where kind of the penny dropped. Yeah. Um, and I started facilitating circles at the time I was living in in Thailand. So facilitating facilitating men's circles, and that kind of took a life on its own. I, I think ever since I was maybe twenty. 21 every the, the moment i kind of first stepped into this field i, I knew that my life is going to be revolving around something like this but i couldn't quite pinpoint it so yeah yeah i think that that's kind of the, the shorter version yeah that's so good like and i think that's such a common one that we hear is like 
as guys growing up, like we just didn't have them healthy role models. Like when you look back and we look at like, right, who are we looking to for that role model figure for that? Like to be able to like, it's like, right, that's the type of man I want to be. It's like for so many guys, like there isn't a really healthy, strong role model there. Like be it in their immediate, like in their family circle, in their close friendship circles or in their family dynamics. But as well as that, like true, like TV, true, all of that sort of stuff. Like it's like, who do you look up to? And you end up just going down the wrong path. It was like, it's like, as you said, it's like that alpha male or, like it kind of like yeah it's just a manipulative kind of yeah it's interesting this mm. interesting mm. journey that that can bring up for a lot <laughs> yeah for sure I, I think um you know pe- people kind of hear or at least young men like me at the time i heard okay how to be an alpha male and i kind of really pigeonholed myself okay i need to do everything to become that alpha male without realizing there is so much more there's just a plethora of things that i need to be working on myself i need to be working on my own wounds my traumas that have been you know passed from friends family if you will consciously or unconsciously it's not just like a one thing that kind of silver bullet that kind of solves all the problems it's it's a lot more deeper work into that yeah and yeah and what do you feel was the switch for you like it's kind of like when you I can imagine like in your early 20s you start off on that route you're looking at like the kind of like the pickup artist styles of stuff and you're like right that doesn't really gel with me but this is what you're reading into it's just like that's how you be enough made how you show up in that way was there anything that was kind of like that's actually pretty beneficial or was it all like mm, this doesn't sit right um so I think me spending a little bit of time in this kind of pickup community and going and approaching women and talking to them, I can genuinely understand why a lot of guys get hooked onto that. You can even, the the way I kind of see it, it's a little bit like a a rites of passage, a a modern perverted version of it because you're going to women, you're getting rejected, sometimes very, very hard rejections. And... um, it's a little bit like the reason I say perverted version is because it's like boys initiating other boys, mm-hmm. even though you have so-called instructors, they're kind of overconfident, which to me is communicates that they're hiding something. They're not being able to open up. It's just really about, okay, go this, say this, and just puts a very, uh, very twisted spin on something that comes very natural, a communication mm-hmm. with another human being with a, with a woman. Whereas you need to kind of, everything is kind of pre-engineered and it become it doesn't really become very natural yeah uh, but to, to answer the question what really changed for me was um, there's a program i listened to an audio program i probably listened to it i'm not, i don't want to say a big a, a big word but probably 200 times and it was by a name uh, that went by the pen name david d'angelo but uh, his real name is Evan Pagan. He's kind of an online marketer, etc. Et so he has a lot of courses. He kind of started with the online dating space. And then mm-hmm. as he kind of evolved in the space, he started a little bit talking more about how to become a better man, which mm-hmm. to me was like the holy grail. Like, really, what is, what is it like to be a man? I think most people kind of confuse the fact of an adult human male being <laughs> versus a real man. Right, yeah. we we kind of know that there's a lot of men children running around, you know, a little boy stuck in in a grown man's body. So that to me was just like, 
there was yeah. like uh, there was this there was this great book by Peter Thiel called Zero to One, mm-hmm. Zero, and that that was the the big uh, switch uh, for me. And then uh, David Data, the way the Spirit Man, that really took me on a whole different journey. And yeah, so yeah, I think it's just through through trials and tribulations, I kind of like okay, this is kind of the thing that I've identified and really mm-hmm. resonates the strongest with me. Yeah, it's interesting how that journey just evolves for us and it's nearly like it just we go through that next layer when we are ready is like you can't force it as well um like it's similar to myself is like i would whenever i started off in my journey it was like part like linking in with like whenever we were leaving ireland to go and travel and like went off on like more of a spiritual path of like figuring out who it was but like it was chasing more of the kind of like the way i explain it now it's changed more of the light and love kind of woo-woo stuff but and it wasn't until I was ready within myself. And it was for me, it wasn't until I became a father that it was like, actually, like you're still got a lot of boy mentality that's covered over and buried over by all of this light and love. And that was what was directed me into doing more of the specific men's work, looking at the shadow work, looking at like looking at the, the, the deep hard truths with it. And like that's something that you touched on with it earlier as well. It's like to be that better man is like working on your traumas, working on your wounds, working on your past experiences. And as you're able to like actually move through them and integrate them in your day-to-day life, that's when actually you're going to be able to show up fully and authentically as mm. you. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's, I've, I've been contemplating recently because, you know, this journey and also the podcast really, I feel are really kind of pushing the boundaries for me and really getting a, even a better grasp with every single episode, with every single man that I talk to you. Um, and it, it, I'm just trying to think how to concisely be able to uh, speak this out loud to other men who are totally unaware of really what's happening. This was, mm. for me, it was a paradigm shift. And I, I don't say this lightly, um, but I'm just kind of thinking, okay, how easy it is to to get a job in a corporation? How easy it is to find a girlfriend. Okay. For some, it might be a little bit more difficult, but uh, getting a car, getting a house, all these kind of things that society tells us to all these kind of tick boxes, if you will, but really going in, working on those traumas. Whew, that is very difficult, man. <laughs> that yeah. is, there's yeah. so many things happening there. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the essence for me. And in, in this really, of this work is you're working, you're looking within and mm. going in and slaying all your dragons or at least attempting to, because it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big one. It is like, it's <laughs> like, you see it so, so often as well with like, there's so many people that come to this work who are on the outside, uber successful, like to have the cars, to have the house, to have the wife, to have all of the external things, because again, you can just be oblivious to them wounds and just be like, push your way to get all of this stuff in but it's like that still doesn't bring happiness if you've got all of this deep deeply embedded stuff inside it's not until you actually pull back and start stepping into the fire and like doing that deep hard work on yourself like that's where it gets fucking challenging um but as you break through them as you break through some of them old beliefs and start like ripping them apart it's like it just opens up so much potential and like you just look at the world with a whole new lens Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I know people may be listening to this or watching this that are perhaps a little newly exposed to this type of material. 
there's levels to this we're, we're discussing it and people will probably cognitively understand what mm. you know what are coming out the, the words that are coming out of my mouth but um actually going and doing the work completely different things so yeah. I, I would urge, i would urge people to if, if it's obviously the right time for them and they do feel the call to to really inquire and become a little bit curious about what exactly we're talking and really dive deep into the essence of what we're saying because mm. yeah the advice um, for the sake of advice isn't yeah isn't anything like you need to go and kind of do the work yeah and i think the other big thing that like it's one of the ones that's like i speak into a lot for myself it's there's a big difference about doing the work and actually embodying the work because i know from like so much of my own experiences like i when i started on this i got like stuck into like the trap of oh i need to do the work i need to do this i need to do this have this big experience go to this brass work do this plant medicine do all these stuff because that's what's going to fix me that's what's going to like get rid of these wounds and allow me to move on and you'd have these big fucking breakthroughs and these realizations and aha moments but you wasn't bringing them back into my day to day and slowly but surely them old patterns would just start coming back again and again and then mm. you're like, oh, I need, to go, I need to look outside of myself and go here and do something else because that one didn't work. It, it helped to a point, but it didn't. And you're like, it wasn't until I just sat with it. And I was like, actually, it needs to go another layer deeper. And like, it's like, I need to stop looking outside. I need to look. It's like, right, where am I actually stopping myself from making these actual deep changes within? And like, again, that was another paradigm shift from myself when I've when I seen it from that. And I was like, so now I'm, I'm very picky and choosy about what I go to because it's like, I know like I don't need to go to that. I like, I prefer to like sit and process stuff myself and go through a lot of that stuff and figure all of that out and see them shifts and see myself move through stuff. It might take a little bit longer, but it's going to be a deeper rooted change compared to constantly mm. every, every week or every fortnight or every month going to these whatever experiences mm -hmm. totally resonate i think in, in this in this context less is more mm. less is more yeah do less but go deeper because that's gonna actually even you told me that when we were having our uh, podcast together episode uh, you kind of said something along the lines that it's a little bit immature to be hopping from one thing to another to another to because obviously there's a plethora of practices. You could do shadow work, you could do breath work, you could do man circles, you can do uh, these kind of very physical somatic experiences. And it's like, you know what? See what actually works for you and really go deeper into that. I think that's a little bit more of a sign of maturity and a more mature approach to, to yeah. this work. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. It is like it's it is it's a really interesting one. I'm like again for anyone who's listening to this that might be a little bit new to this sort of work. It's it can be daunting when you look at it, but it's like just the biggest thing is is take them small steps and like it's don't try to look, don't try to rush it. And like it, it's like you all like the, it comes back to it's like we hold everything we already need with inside of us. Um, it's just allowing yourself to see it's like right what step do we need to take to just be better than who I was yesterday and just continuously work on them. Um, yeah, it's an interesting journey. Mm -hmm. I um, uh, Funny enough, when I came into the, the, the work originally, I brought the exact same mentality that I'm espousing not to, not to bring right mm. now. I was just like, okay, let me try and read. Like I, I literally ate books in like <laughs> in weeks and, and, uh, 
yeah, I was just like stuffing my face with, you know, everything I can get my hands on um, just because there was kind of this perhaps anxiety to, to try and fill, fill my cup with all this knowledge. So yeah. I'm able to either regurgitate it and that's, that's not the right, um, it's not the right, right approach really for, mm. for you to be able to offer something to someone else. You need to really integrate this first here. So it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe a couple of years in, and I'm still like three years or so in, into this work. I'm relatively new to it. I was like, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let's do things a little bit more. How you normally would would, would expect a man with integrity to be doing things? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I'm coming with the best of intention, but if I'm unable to facilitate something for someone or... You know, I say something that's a little bit out of context and afterwards I, I cannot properly explain it. It kind of defeats the purpose. And you're building this reputation with years all of a sudden to, for, for, for someone to label you as a, um, I don't know, not, 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 not um, like a fake guru or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. So it kind of made me think, mm, OK, I mean, actually continue doing my work and slowly yeah. steadily get, get to get to the point where I'm able to help others. Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's where it comes back to is like having that con- congruency within ourselves. Is like, are you doing what you what you speak? Are you are you actually like being congruent to your word? Like, because like there's like it is. It's like the more we're able to live our life in congruency to ourselves, like it just makes so much of more of a deeper. Like you realize you don't have to do everything. You just have to do a few things, but do it really well. And like you could bring that mentality into everything that you do, like it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's something that you could take out of context and put it into a different part of your life, and it's still going to have the same weight and still still going to be as valid. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and that's the thing. Like, it was like even when you were just speaking earlier, like I was thinking, it's the, it is. You could take this same context of what we're speaking about with like jumping into doing this men's work into any aspect mm-hmm. is like. Like if you're start someone new is starting like BJJ because I know like you're like big into that is like you're not gonna just be smashing yourself like seven days a week doing it because you're just gonna be broken at the end of it. It's like right, learn the basic drills, do them really well, show up, be humble, but can keep consistent at it, and that's where you gotta start chipping away at a lot more. And the same mm-hmm, bring mm-hmm, bring that mindset mm-hmm. into everything that you do. It's it's huge. Yeah, I mean. Mm. With jiu-jitsu, it's exactly that. Like I, I'm, I'm even beginning more and more to measure success by how consistent I am with something, as opposed to achieving the goal. The goal, like all of those things, are gonna come as long as I'm showing up. Like eighty or ninety percent of of mm-hmm. it is you showing up and doing yeah. the work afterwards. So, um, yeah, I think, and that's more of a sign of maturity, at least in in, in my kind of monkey head. <laughs> but, uh, I think, I think that's kind of the the way. Okay, just stay consistent, show up. Don't 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 pay attention to how everybody else is doing or where they're at. Everybody's on their own journey, as, as corny and try as this may sound, but um, yeah, just mm. stay consistent with it. Yeah. Over time, yeah, you're gonna achieve a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, the next one, like, I'd love to talk into a little bit more as well. Like, it's like you mentioned it earlier, like about um, like having that rites of passage that, like, would that you could see whenever people, like, whenever boys are just in that boy mentality and stuff like that. And like, I know it's one of the big things that you speak into is like the importance of initiation. Um, mm. I'd love you to open up into like what your thoughts and beliefs are around that. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
So, um, I think it, it's uh, if, if people are kind of listening um, regularly to this type of content, they, they will probably know that we've lost a lot of elders. Uh, we lost a lot of wisdom. And as a result, in pretty much virtually every ancient culture, we had rites of initiation for boys specifically. I think there are rites of initiation for girls as well but predominantly for boys. Usually for the girls, there is a biological clock, which kind of signals, you know, transitioning from a, from a girl to a woman. Mm-hmm. What is with the boys? We've lost uh, a lot of that. And the rites of passage, I think ancient cultures, I think uh, in, it was somewhere, somewhere in Africa, I can't remember where exactly, but they really believed, the, the elders believed that masculinity has to be deliver, deliberately inputted into the boys. So they'll go through something which is quite scary. I'm not necessarily advocating for this or, or going to be, um, you know, uh, trying to st- step into it willingly. But let's say you have to go and kill uh, a wild beast with your spear or you have to endure a circumcision without flinching. So you're only allowed to, I think it was the Maasai men on the borders of Tanzania. So all these rights and initiation were just a test, a yeah. test that the boy can really step up into manhood. He's then allowed to marry. He's then allowed to take a little bit more of a leading position in the, in the tribe. And this was virtually, in, like I said, in every ancient culture. I think with um, one of the reasons why I think we kind of moved away was because when the Industrial Revolution came in, <clears throat> And the father and the boys were separated. The father is already, <clears throat> excuse me, belonging to the world of work now. Mm-hmm. And the boy doesn't have the, the role model that normally it has to be looking up to. And usually the, uh, one of, one of the, the guests that I interviewed said, um, because of the lack of fathering in, in the family, because of the, the father belongs to the world of work now, the boy sees his father through his mother's eyes. Mm. and yeah th- that kind of leads to all sort of s- sort of bad things i think um there does come a time i think this was in a, in a great book by sam keen called the fire in the belly he was talking about how when a boy comes of age there is a void that's being filled into um into the boy and usually this, that 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 uh, void or that hole is being filled with this kind of mature masculine energy through a rites of initiation. Now, mm. whenever that isn't present, um, that gets filled with demons. And we can kind of see a lot of men children right now that have not been initiated, that are still wounded boys inside. They kind of try to put more of these layers on top just to kind of feel more masculine or they join, you know, uh, I want to say perverted versions of initiations in the sense of fraternities or some kind of gangs, which I've been a part of a gang, um, just to kind of have this sense of belonging to something. Um, So I I think I genuinely believe as maybe I sound a little bit idealistic at times, but one of the reasons why we are here in this point of history and where the world is at is because of these lack of initiations. Um, we see a lot of men, children uh, walking around and people that are yielding a, a tremendous amount of power. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's quite it's quite scary. 
Yeah. And that is it's such a big one. Like, and there's so many, like you can look at like, there's so many reasons to why that initiation isn't there. Like, and as you said, it's like, when you look into like the industrial revolution, when, when like the father figure wasn't in there, like, like he started off going to work that left that big void because the, the sons had no one to look up to. Then like the mother was the one that was rearing them. Then like, it just, you can see where that comes in so much with it, but then even like coinciding with that, like how there's been such a detachment from nature as well. Um, because like, like you look back at our like ancestors and like even like our parents' generation, like they were so much more in tune with nature. Whereas like most, like I know myself, like most, most people my age, most kids and stuff like that, like they're so detached from nature, especially like the younger generations. Like they couldn't name anything in nature. Like they're so detached from it because it has, we've caused this big separation with it. So of course mm-hmm. it was like, like you couldn't imagine like sending kids off now to do a rite of passage because like there's a gritty plug in your phone. Whereas, like, if you are already brought up in nature and connected into that, like, it's already there's already that connection there, not understanding there, so it's a mm-hmm. lot easier with it. And I think that's a big thing for us is kind of starting to look that look at that sort of lens as well. And I like, guess one mm-hmm. of the big things for myself, like, I've been called so much to reconnecting back with nature over the last few years, and like, the more I've been working on myself and find myself, I was like, I've more and more of a pull to strip things back and be more connected to to the basics of nature and like an understanding the cycles and understanding the seasons more yeah being able to forage and do all that sort of stuff like it's yeah it's mm-hmm. such an interesting correlation i think with it and then you look at that as well it's like that's what we need as as men is to be able to have that stillness off and bush together go and go off and do men's work together like in men's work, it doesn't, it's not sitting around in circle the whole time. It's actually going out and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Couldn't agree more. I, uh, speaking of rites of passage, I recently, maybe it was actually last week, I went to the woods to sleep by myself. And again, hearing the, this call of nature, um, basically the men's circle that I'm a part of right now, um, we kind of have a, a practice, a ritual initiation, if you will. And we kind of everybody agreed, okay, we need to go to the mountains by ourselves and spend a whole night there and maybe put up a fire, do a ritual. You're burning something that you want to let go of. So, you know, just topping up what you said about connecting with nature, even though I didn't sleep uh, that well there just because uh, it was incredibly cold. I decided <laughs> very over <laughs> overconfidently, I, I'm not going to take a tent. I'm just going to sleep in a hammock. Worst case, of, like worst mistake I've ever made. Um, <laughs> it, it got like minus three degrees. I'm freezing my ass off there. Uh, I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, you're a little bit overconfident here. Mm-hmm. I kind of did a little bit of a um, uh, mental analysis of the things that I, I could have done or should have done. But again, t- to your point is reconnecting with nature, again, doing this richer initiation by yourself. And, and it's really in those moments you kind of realize, okay, it's, there's this fear because I was afraid, happy to admit that, as you can kind of hear jackals and like animals like circling around you, like, okay, well, <laughs> what's about to happen? So, um, yeah, in, in, in moments like these, you kind of really understand what you're made of. Uh, there's fear, there's uncertainty, uh, uncomfortableness, very, very cold. Uh, I didn't take any 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 food with me on purpose because I wanted to do like a 20-something hour fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of really taught me a lot in the amount of gratitude that I had 
the next morning when I saw the sunrise, oh my gosh, it was like a yeah. magical moment. So I can I can imagine what you know boys back in like three, four, five hundred years ago were going through. Uh, obviously initiated by other men, but um, yeah, mm -hmm. nature is whew, so healing. We yeah. we need it now more than ever. I think. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's such so good. Like it's just having that call to just go out. Like I love that that that's initiation for like the men's circle that you have. I can imagine like the stories from each of the guys that's that actually challenges them to go out and do that. Like it's it's fucking awesome. I think really it's up to us to to be able to initiate ourselves with other men, but obviously in a in a in a constructive in a in a positive way, mm -hmm. because like I said, we've lost all these elders. Um, that wisdom is still there. That technology, if you will, um, is is still there, but we just need to do it the right way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so good, and so yeah, like so delving in even more so like with the like with the teachings and the learnings that you kind of really focus on for yourself like what's the what would be the one thing that you'd say to yourself back like 10 years ago at the start of your journey like looking back from where you are now sure um man i kind of make these analogies or mental experiments what would my life have been 10 years ago if i was to find jujitsu if i was to you know if i went to a men's circle hmm. i don't know a part of me if, if if i was to to meet my younger self right now a part of me would do is just listen i wouldn't necessarily ask questions or give advice i would just try and listen how that essentially a boy 20 year old boy feels um at the time if I could give one piece of advice, that is to go to a men's circle. The amount of healing that you can do there, the amount of challenge that you're going to face from other men who, you know, supportingly, lovingly, caringly are going to challenge you is literally those two millimeters, right? Your, oh, sorry, the trajectory could trajectory of your life could go really different just because of those two millimeters, right? So you're going to have two very different, at least that's why how I'm thinking about it. If if I went to a men's circle when I was 20, exactly what I was needed needing at the time. Yeah, yeah, so true. Like, and I can love that one as well. It's like, like not even like bombarding with loads of advice. It's just like listen. It's just mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think as a as a younger younger man at the time. There was a lot of questions I wanted answered, uh, and there was a lot of I think angst, existential angst about my life, my future, this kind of uh, purpose void that I have at the time. I was just like I can kind of smell, but I cannot quite pinpoint it what exactly that is. And yeah, I really, and having gone through so many men's circles right now, it's there is so much healing and just sitting down and listening and paying attention to the other man mm. so i think that's a, that's a gift i would have loved to give myself yeah awesome man and like because like men's circle is such an important aspect of your life now it was like what's the what's the biggest struggle you see guys facing at the minute like what's the thing that comes up the most that you see? In, in men's circles um mm. uh, Hmm. 
I think people are struggling a little bit with uh, isolation for obvious reasons right now. Um, the, the the lack of connection with with other men, I think, especially if they are in a relationship right now and you kind of have to see the, the other person pretty much every day, 24-7, because of the nature that most countries are subject to, um, is this connection. And the second thing is the lack of nature. Mm -hmm. uh, people would say, you know, it really makes me think a lot more about the the lack of appreciation I had with all the freedoms that right now seem, seem to be taken away from me. Yeah. Um, I think those two things, the, the yearning for nature and the lack of connection with, with other men, I think, seems to be kind of a, a theme that is re repeating itself almost on every man's circle yeah. that I have. Yeah, like, and I think that's the thing. Like, it's so no for for ourselves over here in Perth. Like, we're just so blessed at the minute. Like this last year, we're just in a bit in a bubble where we don't we don't we truly don't know how lucky we are. Whereas, like over in Europe mm. and stuff like that, it's crazy. And like, I know from talking mm. to friends and stuff like that back in Ireland, like they've just been. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's so scary to look at what the statistics are going to be if they'd ever actually published them of like the mental health and the suicide rates and all of that. But they're not going to, mm, like, it's mm. so hard to, like, that's the, the stuff that isn't spoken about. Yeah, man. I, I had really a lot of time to think about this because it is something that I have strong opinions and perhaps not so, not so popular opinions. But one thing that I wanted to, to bring perhaps attention to is the fact that it seems like society is afraid of, of afraid of death. Like we, we need to do, uh, we need to go to extra lengths to just preserve life mm -hmm. without, without even questioning the quality of life versus just staying alive at all costs. And I don't know. It seems like it's a, it's a, maybe a, a taboo topic to, to talk about death and um, to not allow death to, to happen or to occur um, and try to kind of fight that with every means possible, which I don't know doesn't doesn't necessarily seem right to me. But uh, yeah, and that's yeah, it. It's, it's, like, a, looking it's, at, it's like the quality over the quantity is just like like they're keeping everyone locked up so much with that to preserve life, but everyone's going absolutely crazy because they're mm. they don't have connection, they don't have freedom. I think there's gonna be. And like I said, I, I'm also I will be curious to, to see some reports or some some stats or some figures. Uh, but really, the long term effect of what happened last year and what I think still continues to happen this year are, are going to be long felt. I think that these are kind of uh, generational traumas that are happening. And as much as people don't want to admit it, I think that's going to manifest more and it's going to permeate um, our everyday lives for years to come. I think. Yeah, and that's a big scary one. Is like, like I know from like just from having like two young daughters and stuff like that. Is like again, like we're in the bubble here. Like we, it's not really affecting them that much. But I see how their minds work, and like it's going through like all the stuff that I know about myself and about like how we develop within ourselves and like mm. the formative years of like not to seven, like how we're so impressionable and stuff. Is just like, like what is this disconnection? What is all of this fear? doing to this young generation that is there is like they're not going to be able to touch each other because like because they'd be so instilled because they've just witnessed it like just like it's normal seeing everyone walking around with masks seeing everyone like sanitizer doing all of this stuff that's just that's just how it is 
Mm. Like, whereas like at least we can cognitively think about it and I can see it's like, all right, this is what's happening. This is why it's happening. Whereas like, oh, this is just mm. how the mm. world is. It's scary to think what the ramifications of that is going to be like in the future. It, it kind of yeah make, makes me think about how the the world that you know hopefully my children are going to be raised in and what that's going to look like in the next two three five years if you will um, mm. and kind of all of these things being normalized that that's yeah that's very scary for me to even think about right now it's it's I can I cannot comprehend it <laughs> yeah yeah that's where yeah we're just like yeah get get a plot of land and just live in a little community <laughs> that's it that's it that's it. dude uh i think that's that's my kind of dream um you know get a plot of land perhaps a, a bigger one so other people can join and maybe build a house there and just have a, a small i won't say a smaller bubble because i don't want to be running away from problems and, and perhaps that's not necessarily the right way of looking at it but uh, i want to be able to to educate especially young men just because yeah. i didn't have that mother uh, sorry father mentor type figure in there and i really think that that's gonna be the catalyst long term that mm. shifts ma majority of the things that are happening uh, yeah. so many men children running around because of these lack of initiations that we discussed yeah um taking positions of power and i think harming other other people yeah i really see that as a, as a big big problem this kind of not notion of patriarchy but of poorky this poorky comes from the there's a great book uh the lord of the flies which i can't remember the actual author uh but it essentially it means the rule of boys mm. and there's so many you know men children as i've said into a grown man's body that are just in charge of whole countries and tremendous amount of power and they've never been initiated they've never really seen what a I think, and I, I'm generalizing here, obviously, but yeah. that that's the sense I'm getting from, you know, looking at some of the, the way some of these politicians or even CEOs behave. I'm like, wow, dude, yeah. <laughs> there's so much work that needs to be done. So, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, just as you're speaking, I was like, you can just imagine, like, what it would be like if they were all, like, conscious embodied leaders. Like, what sort of world would we be living in? <laughs> yeah. You know, oftentimes I'm thinking like I'm, I'm maybe perhaps a little bit naive or too idealistic to think about that, but I genuinely see that this men's work is kind of the, the way forward. Um, mm -hmm. Now, whether whether that happens or not, I'm not too sure, but uh, I'm sure me and you are going to be proponents for this for years yeah. to come. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can say like one of like my biggest ones for like wanting to like delve more and more into it was like not just for myself but it's like it's like becoming a father of two young young girls it was just like just like that whole thing is like right the world is a bit scary it's like what is going to be like if there's all of these man boys walking around and like you've got two young daughters in this and it's like this is why i want to be able to be a leader being able to like raise the consciousness and awareness of men so like my daughter i'll feel safe my daughters are going to be treated with respect because like it's one of the biggest things is like the, like we need that needs to come from top down and that needs like men need to figure that out for themselves men need to be mature mm. enough and conscious enough within themselves so then they can impart that wisdom onto their kids which is then going to be, that's where it just has that ripple effect in the in the collective with it whereas you see so many guys just completely numb to that then 
well, of course the next generation is going to be numb to it. Yeah. I think we're already seeing that in um, even 70, 80 year old people just kind of maybe a little bit lost a little bit of that. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm genuinely hopeful. I, I don't want to sound pessimistic or anything like that. I'm genuinely hopeful about the future of, of men. Uh, mm. And I say men, I mean the whole world, men and women. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really think that we need to be able to uh, heal some of those wounds that have been imprinted on us, uh, you know, consciously or unconsciously from previous generations and uh, traumas that we've kind of inherited. It's mm. not our fault, but it's definitely our responsibility to to say, you know what, the buck stops with me. And yeah, kind of that's it. Do the work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that one as well. It's like, it's not our fault, but it's our responsibility. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And I think I, that that's what most men are no, sorry to kind of come in the flow is what men, most, what most men need right now is just take a little bit more responsibility. Everything starts with you. You know, Jordan Peters had a great book, um, try to fix your room. That's kind of a, a great metaphor to, Start with yourself, do the inner work first, you know, before you try to go and change yeah. the world, etc. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and like even like with that, oh, I could lost my train of thought with that one. But yeah, like with that one, like it's like I know one of the big things for you is like with the work is like the importance of embodying and connecting with the body, doing a lot like you love like a lot of the somatic style work. And it's like I'd love to know is like where are you at with that in yourself? Like, cause like we, as we start processing through a lot of our wounds a lot of our like like our limiting beliefs all the different things that we hold back and like releasing a lot of that from ourselves like there's so many different ways we can approach that and like i know one of the big ones that like you're really passionate about is being able to move through that through more of that somatics style i'd love you to mm-hmm. share a little bit more about that yeah um i think it's worth also mentioning that like again i'm relatively beginner at this i've been doing this for maybe a year or so um this is bioenergetics so this whole idea is that um the mind and the body is one and so whatever happens to the one is going to affect the other so most of the times we we store a lot of traumas into the body um there's a lot of guilt there's a lot of shame and that tends to manifest somewhere in the body. Maybe your shoulders are a little bit kind of tensed up. Maybe you're feeling a little bit uh, tension around your chest or maybe in your abdomen or in your belly. Um, And that usually is a result of some kind of trauma that happened. So the idea is to kind of start moving the body with specific, uh, specific positions uh, incorporate the breath that's a really big one and also do a little bit of uh, of shaking whenever that presents itself so uh, an analogy i can give is whenever you see something happening in in in, in a safari for example a gazelle is being chased by a, a hungry lion and if it if is available to escape if if you're really looking closely it's going to begin to to tremble a little bit. This tremor is essentially the body releasing this kind of tr- stress and tension that is being held because of what just happened. So it's kind of the, the same principle uh, in bioenergetics. So we're using the breath. Sometimes we can even vocalize um, this and you're sitting in specific patterns 
which the idea of which is over time that becomes uncomfortable you stay within the you maintain the breath stay within the body and you begin to slowly release all of these traumas that have been essentially swept under the carpet by your conscious mind if you will mm. yeah so powerful yeah i think the the more i've, I've tried different modalities coaching and um NLP, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think working with the body has probably been the most profound for me because you can almost feel, not almost, you, you feel the effects of it straight away. Like yeah. uh, it, it, the body doesn't lie. There's a great book called The Body Keeps the Score. I'm rereading this because it's it's quite, it's A, it's a thick reading, but B, there's so many aha moments that I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute, I need to take a step back. It's mm. too much here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, incorporating the breath and using the body, by far the best, um, the best uh, therapy, if you will, um, yeah. that I've ever been exposed to. Yeah. Um, did you get directed to this just from your own experience, like from doing, like as you were walking through stuff yourself, like you were walking through a lot of the mind stuff, like with the neurolinguistic program and like with a lot of the like cognitive behavior therapy, you were speaking stuff out and stuff and you're like, all right, that's really good at releasing a lot of stuff and a lot of our patterns and understanding a lot of what we do, but you're like, there's still more there. There's still more that you just couldn't get to grips with or what directed you more to mm -hmm. it? I think I, I was exposed to this type of work when I went to a, a retreat, uh, a men's retreat. And naturally, I'm like, okay, are they going to do some, you know, uh, some coaching practices? Some, well, what are we, and the more, it wasn't really any of that. It wasn't really coaching. We just got into and started working with our bodies. Like you said, it's not just talking about it in, in a men's circle. You actually have to do, do yeah. different activities. And, that left such a big imprint on me, the, the potency of the work that, that uh, you're doing and really releasing a lot of anger, um, releasing a lot of tension, a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of shame. These really heavy, heavy energies that I was just like, wow, I feel amazing afterwards. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was basically, like you said, through trials and trying different things and really realizing, wow. Uh, yeah, for me to be able to express that and the the difference I feel before and after the, the practice yeah. is huge. So, yeah, yeah that kind of led me on to, oh, how can I learn a little bit more about this? And, oh, there's, there's a thing called bioenergetics. And obviously, there's different practices. People have different kind of thought, school of thought, etc. But, yeah, just working with the body is, I'd say, probably one of the the best things i've ever done <laughs> yeah for sure like and it's it is it's such a huge one like i know for myself like uh, like it's i've like coming from a background as a sports physio like i know we spoke about it before in your podcast as well like it had such a deep connection for me it's like because i could when i was working with the body just for like the physical body side of things so it was like mm. seeing all of the all of these patterns were shown it was like there's something more going on here i need to figure what this was out and so i nearly kind of like i went the opposite way into it and it was just like oh mm -hmm. so interesting like and as we're able to start start delving deeper into it like it's just so much can shift and change as we as we dive into it um but yeah like i just said it's like like the body keeps the score it holds on to everything like and like you can go through all of the logical kind of like coaching side of stuff but if you're not changing your physiology and changing 
yeah, it through the movement side of things, it's it gets still stuck there. Like, and that's one of the ones where so many people get caught up with. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, having a, um, uh, an, a, a like a, a holistic approach towards healing is a good thing because, uh, with, again, perhaps generalizing a little bit, but there is seems to be a tendency, especially with men, to be really stuck in their heads and from here everything else is numb from you know going yeah. going from your neck down and we're just kind of conditioned perhaps is the, the right word to be thinking our way out of problems all the time thinking about this and this and this and there is no feeling man that's a superpower yeah. that's the thing that you know people could argue it's making us human so and that's usually the doorway to uh, a much much more potent experience of life if you will so us cutting off emotions and being really stuck in here and not really trusting everything else in the body that's happening and kind of ignoring it or sweeping it under the carpet, we're only doing ourselves a disservice, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go on a rant here, but yeah, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'll leave away, it at that. Like, but yeah, um, it is. It's so true. Like it is such a big thing. Like it's like when, especially when like you meet when I meet men who are just pretty early on this journey of working with themselves, as like they're so disconnected from their body, and like it's like mm. there's a real resistance to drop in. Like it's like, like it's I guess what I guess that saying is like them like what is it the 12 inches from like your from your head to your heart is the longest journey you'll ever take, and like it is. It's wow. so true. There's so much resistance to it. Um, from so many people but as soon as you're able to allow yourself to drop into that and start connecting the feeling of that like just opens up so much potential mm, mm. and i think really that yeah the body is the doorway to feeling mm. the more you kind of start engaging in it and you, i'm sure you'd know this through through your years of experience then feeling can come in a lot quicker and also the breath is a, is a plays a big part um and i think that that seems to be a, a taboo topic for a lot of men it's just like feeling i think we've been conditioned perhaps from overbearing fathers if we were lucky enough to have a father around is you know feeling somehow is a, is a bad thing feeling is a taboo uh you you're being a, a wussy mm -hmm. uh, if you if you allow your feelings to take over and, and I should say that I should preface this by saying that there is obviously uh, a tremendous amount of um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, a tremendous amount of nuance, mm. and it's not just black and white. The, the, there is no silver bullet for anything. It's not just oh, feel emotions and don't feel emotions. We kind of we've seen examples of that. You know the 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 60s matcher, which is. Uh, all spine and no heart and then we've seen the over feminine perhaps men yeah. and i think it's really coming back a little bit into the center where feminine masculine energy however you want to label those are present in every both man and woman so mm. for you denying 50 percent of yourself you're obviously doing a huge disservice to yourself um yeah it, it's good to be able to reconnect to this feeling because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh healing that needs to happen there yeah so and that's so true like it's like it's like when you bring it into that it's like when we're in our head it's like more of that masculine when we're in our feeling it's more of that feminine and it's like it is like we need to have we need to be able to create that dance within each and every one of us like no matter what sex you are no matter who you are where you're at with it like 
we have masculine component and a feminine and like the more we can constantly move between them that's where we're going to find that dynamic and that flow within ourselves because there's going to be certain times in your life where you have to get shit done even when you don't want it so that's where you have to like be more in that masculine but then you need to have that flip side of it and be able to hold people be able to have that feel be able to drop into the more of that nurturing essence as well um and i think that's the big one is like like in like society we feel like a lot of guys have that fear of dropping into that emotional and that feeling side of things because but like in all honesty is like it takes more of a man to be able to be in that and comfortably um and like know that you can dance between both like i think it's a really important Mm -hmm. one to do like and it's yeah like it's it and like that looks different for everybody Mm -hmm. amen to that amen to that i think yeah yeah, i I would invite all men to to consider that i know for most of them at least from what i've seen people especially who are kind of starting their journey it's a huge trigger thing oh like emotions what do you mean and that kind of uh maybe makes them really close off on the idea of joining a men's circle or even experiencing or exploring or playing with this work so mm-hmm. uh, it's good man it's good yeah. i think try it out give it give it give it yourself that that's the difficult bit that yeah. that's really is the difficult bit looking at yourself holding up a mirror and seeing all all the shadows and all the things that you've kept in the closet for so long that nobody even told you that it exists <laughs> and all of a sudden like oh you have the key click and then let's see what happens that's yeah. where the interesting bit starts <laughs> yeah oh man yeah it's all part of the ride eh? mm-hmm. yeah i love it i love it so good mm. <sighs> so yeah just um be mindful of time and stuff like that uh, for yourself as well um I know you've got training to get off this in the morning. Um, but yeah, like to, just to finish off with um, conversation, is like, what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give to, to men today? Hmm. Number one piece of advice. Um, I, ask, I ask one of my guests, some of my, actually all of my guests, a question about what are men missing today? Mm. And funny enough, actually, I, I got to an answer which was prompted by one of the guests. And I think they're missing two things. They're missing a lot of fathering in the world. And second, they're missing safe container, containers to express their anger. So I think all of this probably could be encapsulated by go to a men's circle. Uh, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to think what, what's going to sound really flashy or what's going to sound like really profound, but it really is stepping into a, men, uh, a circle of men where yeah. you can be seen, you can be held, and just see what happens, man. That in itself has a tremendous healing power, which you have to mm. really experience for yourself. So yeah. if you're a little bit you know, sitting on the, on the sidelines thinking what's going to happen i'm going to do it next year or whatever like time is going to pass anyway you might as well try something new and especially yeah. now i think people men need it more men and women need yeah. it more than ever for men to kind of do their work so yeah yeah i'll leave it to that yeah no it's so true like it is it's so important finding that safe container where you can be in and mm. 
it's one of the beautiful things I love seeing with that. Like when guys step into that and they're pretty new, you can see how they're blocked off and closed off a little bit. And then like you can slowly start softening into it. But then mm-hmm. After, mm-hmm. after a while of doing that, it's like I love it when they get to that point and they're the one that's on the other side giving that advice. And being able to like teach others from their own experiences, and like as soon as you as soon as you hit that point, I'm just like inside. I'm like, yes, he's got it. <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, yeah, I love yeah it. Like, totally, totally. Like, and that's one of the things like a joke about like with the guys and like my like I do like a six week container with them, and it's like the first half of the container in our calls, I'll be probably doing more of the more of the talking. And like I'll be I'll be doing more of the coaching, but at the second towards the second half, this is where I'm gonna be saying less, just prompting and you guys will automatically be doing it. And you can see them all mm. at the start, you're like, oh no, I don't think so. But then it come towards the end, there's certain ones I'm just like sitting back and just letting them roll with it. And like it's like it's fucking awesome. It's so powerful to see that yes. shit change. Yes, brother man, yeah. Uh, I, I see this in the, I've joined a newly, because uh, I'm part of a few men's circles and the first few, the first few meetings, everybody's just like, <laughs> like this, like, <laughs> like what's about to happen? Like, what are we talking here? Like, what are we doing? And then it got to the point yesterday where we did an exercise, which is called truth speaking. And we started calling someone who triggered us. My gosh, it's so such a powerful, such a powerful experience to say, mm. okay, I'm, you know, I ask for permission first. I say, Finn, for example, would you be willing to be my subject? And then we'll, we'll uh, I think you said something like this and triggered me or you come across as very overconfident, etc., etc. And man, it just like, poof, like washes away so much of this tension that we kind of hold inside yeah. of our bodies that, yeah. And afterwards, you cannot like the, the moderator saying, guys, we need to stop. Like we need to stop. Everybody wants to, to speak all of a sudden. So, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's it's one of those things. It's a compounded effect. The mo- the longer you do it, the the much better, the much deeper the the healing is, and mm-hmm. much better connection you have with the men. Yeah, it's so true. Like, and I think it's one of the one of the most beautiful things that I love seeing, like for myself, and like seeing like in containers and stuff that I've been in. It's like you come to realize like you're not the only one that has problems. And like the problems that you think that you probably think that you're like, you beat yourself up so much because these are your problems and like you're the worst ever for having them. You soon realize that like, A is like most of the other guys have the same thing or have gone through the same thing as you or else you're, or B is like, that's nothing compared to some of the shit that other people are going through. And I guess it's just mm, a really mm. humbling experience just to see that because on the outside world, like everyone has these masks on and these shells on, you don't see that. Whereas when you're in there and when mm. you fit, when you have that, it's like, yeah, it's a really, really opening experience to kind of say, it's like, all right, cool. This, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you, you're not a unique snowflake. <laughs> so get over it. Like, <laughs> I mean, sorry, I, I, I'm being a little bit blunt here and, and that's for obvious reasons. I just want to point out how, uh, I even thought uh, uh, a lot of the time, but the more personal something is, just uh, the more universal it is. The moment yeah. you start listening to other men sharing and you're really there and you're present and you're grounded, the more you can see yourself in that man because you're kind of sharing, the, the, there's a lot of, uh, of what you're sharing and the, mm. the, the problems and the traumas, all of the problems I think have been discovered. Uh, yeah. All of the problems is just us being able to being willing and being brave to step into a circle, voice them, hear that it's not a unique one and then figure out how to solve it. Yeah, so good, man. Love it. 
Uh, awesome man um, yeah so I think we'll we'll round it up at there but like, I'll put some details and stuff like that in the show notes and everything um, but yeah definitely for anyone who's really interested in the conversation check out some of Pad's work check out his podcast as well he's got some awesome guests uh, all like popping on every week with that as well I'm sure um, mm-hmm. yeah definitely head over and give him a follow and yeah check it out awesome man thank, thank you so you, brother, much man. Yeah, I appreciate your time pleasure is all mine thanks very thanks very much all right big love see ya